Hi there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another cracking installment of Built in California, where I am taking a deep dive look into some of the startup founders who are innovating in the state of California or the great state of California, um, and who I think you need to hear about. With me on the line is Steve Delson, the co-founder of Gate5. Welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you very much, Matt. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, the pleasure is all mine, man. Happy to make a difference to the uh, startup ecosystem of America, one uh, conversation at a time. <laughs> so uh, why don't you get uh, give our viewers uh, and uh, you know audience around the world the elevator pitch about you, what's your backstory, and what led to the founding of Gate5? Okay, thank you. So we start off, Gate5 has developed an innovative and scalable uh, process that turns uh, something that's commonly considered a, a very gross waste, sewage sludge, into 100% uh, safe and usable and uh, sustainable uh, uh, products. We, we turn it into clean water, uh, renewable energy, and, and building material. And we're very, uh, we, we take this material that is very uh, gross for people to have to deal with, and we make it into safe and safe and usable products that, that are a good fit for the uh, for the concerns about the climate and uh, and sustainability. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that because there's a lot of uh, you know noise around sustainability, carbon credits, this uh, you know um, global warming, that, um, and so. From your perspective, uh, Steve, what's the problem here? So what's interesting, just to maybe add to that, obviously I've had a chat to you prior to going live, um, is that you're not in the removal of waste. You're in the kind of, sorry, you're in the, you are in the removal of waste. You're not in the reduction of waste. And I think that's quite an interesting insight. But what is the, what is the problem here? Like how big is this? What does the world need to know? Well, there are... 16,000 wastewater treatment plants in the United States, 75,000 worldwide, and those tr wastewater treatment plants are only serving 25% of the world's population. So there's 6 billion people who have no sanitation at all, and that leads to disease, that leads to lots of lots of uh, environmental challenges and problems, the oceans and, and uh, streams uh, are clogged you know, with, uh, with sewage waste. And what we do is we recognize that this material, this sewage sludge is what we call the solid part. It has as much energy in it as coal, but it's not a fossil fuel. So uh, why are we wasting this? Why aren't we using it? Uh, we can utilize, we can adapt the, the uh, coal industry's infrastructure uh, very easily to, to process our product. And um, our process is very scalable. We can, we can um, serve small villages in, in developing countries where we can scale up and serve large municipalities in, in, the, in the developed world. So, Steve, you you guys as a team, you have developed a thermal process for recycling waste. What? How does this thermal process actually work? So if you think about a sewage treatment uh, plant out in California, maybe some other part of the world, India, South Africa, who knows, um, you know, how does this thermal process actually eliminate this waste? Certainly. Well, well, typically, waste comes into it. it is inter where, where there is wastewater treatment plants, the waste is intercepted, and the and the the liquid is uh, is easily uh, 
processed and, and to be able to be reused as landscape or other, other kinds of uh, uh, water uses. But the solids themselves, which are about 2% solids and 98% water, these have, this is the organic material, the grit and things like that. What we do is we dry this material, we remove the water, remove, we, to take it from 2% solids to 40% solids, and then we put it in a, a, a dryer, a flash dryer, that, uh, where, where we've, we have process, we have burnt, combusted material that we have, uh, that we've dried, and, and the heat that we, heat that's produced, some of the heat is used for the, for the drying, but as, but as much as 70 to 75% of the heat is, is not needed for the drying, so what we, we use that to run a turbine to produce renewable electricity. So, uh, we, we can help communities, uh, that don't have electricity or we can, we can, we can complement a system of other renewables like wind and solar. You know, we can, we can run at night and we can run when the wind's not blowing. We, we, uh, we're, we're a very, very versatile, uh, uh, resource. Absolutely. And Steve, uh, you guys have raised, uh, according to my notes here, you guys have raised roughly $7 million over the preceding few years. Um, what is your, um, your immediate challenge as it relates to scaling Gate 5? Well, the, the issue with Gate 5 is that the wastewater industry worldwide is very risk-inverse. There have been a lot of... Uh, what my colleagues call snake oil salesmen, uh, prom- making making grand promises. So the industry is not going to jump on board any anymore. So what we we've been challenged to do is is to raise the money so that we can build and operate a system at a, at a wastewater treatment plant done in a very transparent uh, manner, so that the industry can look over our shoulder and say, yes, this is going to work, or it's going to work except for that. So uh, we'll, we will gain a lot from our first plant because uh, there's a big transition from, from doing stuff on paper to doing stuff in the field. But we we have tested every component of our process, and we every all of the equipment that we use has been utilized in many other industries. So we're not there's no black boxes. We're not saying you know you, we're not we don't have a secret. We're We've invited the industry to look over our shoulder and participate with us, and that's going to allow us to um, it allowed us to, to gain a uh, a grant from the California Energy Commission towards our first project, and we we've, we've gone back to our, our our early investors and and they've they've reinvested money and we're we're now seeking uh, to raise a total of fifteen million dollars in in two stages. The first stage will be $5 million, which will get us the money we need to complete the system that we're building that's in design now. And then the, the last $10 million will take the company to a point where we'll be financially self-sufficient. So, uh, Steve, what has your experience been like with trying to raise capital uh, for Gate 5? Uh, what has the sort of, you know, response been to, uh, you know, what you are doing as a team around the elimination of sewage waste as an example? Is the uh, venture capital and or by extension investor community interested and do they buy into this sustainable uh, play that Gate 5 is looking to uh, scale? 
Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there. I know being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely experience. You sometimes get stuck, don't you? Well, if you're like me, being stuck sucks. But what if you could access the minds of over 850 CEOs who have built companies generating billions of dollars in revenue and access all of that knowledge in a fraction of a second? Well, the good news is you can literally do that today. What my team have built is Matt Brown AI. It is trained on all the interviews, over 850 of them that I've done to date, all my books, all the knowledge capital that has been generated over the last 10 years right here on the Matt Brown Show. And you can get access to all of that right now for free. So how do you get access to this? Well, head on over to mattbrownshow.com and at the top, you'll see community. Hit that link, sign up. It's absolutely free and you'll be given instant access to Matt Brown AI and a community of over 100,000 subscribers. We get a lot of encouragement from uh, from all kinds of VC and all kinds of investors and and and, uh, and, and the community. But the issue always comes down with with venture capital is the timing of the return. This is a this we're talking about infrastructure here. We're not talking about SaaS or an app or something that has a, a consumer uh, product multiple on it. The wastewater treatment plant is going to take a year to design, a year to build. And it's going to operate for about 25 years just on, on the initial equipment. So the return is it's not the rocket ship of a, a, a that the VC community is used to, but it's it's steady uh, cash flow, and you know it, it will become as we get systems built, we're planning on either selling them or owning and operating them. Uh, we could bundle these together and sell them like like a REIT to be a, a, a almost an annuity. 20, 25 year annuity for investors that can complement the rest of their uh, their portfolio. So that's what we're setting setting forth. That's the story we're setting forth to tell. Okay. So what's the roadmap on in terms of Gate Five and your first plant? So you basically have a, you know a first uh, plant in operation. Um, where is it, and what are the timelines? So like, where are you in this journey of building this pilot infrastructure, if you like? Um, and so investors in the community can understand, you know, when are you likely to get some kind of. Uh, quantifiable return, not only for the environment, but for potential investors too. Right. Well, we are, uh, the first thing we did is we had to find a, a wastewater agency who would, who was willing to be an early adopter. And we're very fortunate that the Santa Margarita Water District in South Orange County, California, uh, is has that mindset where they're willing to look at something. They are partnering with us on our first project uh, along with the California Energy Commission and Stanford University and another company, Micromedia Filtration. Uh, we have, we received a grant from the CEC last year and that's kind of where we, that's, that's when we started. We got out of the starting blocks at that point. Uh, we are, we are now to the point where we've sized our equipment, we've selected our equipment and we're, and we're starting to do our equipment orders. Uh, we will, our, our on-site construction will start by the end of this year. Uh, the, the plant itself will probably will be uh, built in components off-site, and it'll be it'll be brought onto the property probably about this time in, in 2020 2023, uh, and we'll be able to run this system for about uh, after a six-month period. We expect that we will have uh, many of the 
we have a long list of we like to say we have a long list of people willing to be the second one to do the to, to utilize our process. And we, we really believe that's true. We you know we stuck to Southern California where we have our reputation and we have and, and our um, we we have most of our resources are and we've kind of taken the position like the Frank Sinatra song that if, if you can do it here you can do it anywhere. Uh, some people say why California is so regulated? Well, the world's going to get regulated. California is just ahead of everything. Yeah, fair enough. You mentioned Stanford. What's the relationship or partnership with uh, Stanford uh, Research and Gate Five? Well, the, the the wastewater uh, the engineering portion of Stanford, uh, led by Dr. Craig Criddle and Dr. Sebastian Tillman, uh, have a, uh, a an innovation center where they're where they're testing different components of of in the wastewater industry, and we approach them and, uh, and in talking through them, we kind of we came up with a. Uh, the best of our process and the best of another process uh, from uh, on the water treatment side for micromedia filtration. And uh, Stanford is kind of the, the technology and the glue that put everything together and pointed out the compromises and, and how, how things can, can, can work. They, they have a long uh, history of, uh, of leadership in, in this industry, as does, fortunately, we are we're located on the UC Irvine campus. California Irvine also has a, a very strong history in, uh, in renewable energy and, and wastewater, wastewater energy uh, nexus. So uh, if I can maybe uh, change gears here quickly um, and talk about more around the, the process. So from my understanding, and please uh, help our audience also understand um, around the um, the role of methane actually in this, because I recognize that you have Stanford as a partner, you have, um, you know, these other partners from an infrastructure perspective. Um, and so and this is important to understand what you're going to be testing for and measuring, you know, in this initial pilot. So um, my understanding is that uh, you actually use methane in the waste to eliminate the waste itself um, and then still have energy and electricity left over. Could you maybe just unpack that? Like how on earth is this possible? How do you use methane in the waste to remove the waste itself if it's part of the waste? Does it make sense? Yes. And then I, I need, I need to, to turn, your, turn your thinking just a little bit. Our process being a thermal process, there is no methane involved. Methane, methane is produced in the wastewater industry from decomposition of, of uh, microbes decomposing the sludge, and the, you know, methane being a combination of hydrogen. Hydrogen and, car and carbon. Uh, we we dry it, we we keep the material separate and we combust it so there's no there is no methane formed in the in the gate five process and we think that's a big plus because you know methane is, is becoming a very recognized uh, troublesome uh, greenhouse gas so uh, by our calculations in California alone there's about seven hundred thousand tons of methane generated annually at at the two hundred and fifty wastewater treatment plants in California. So to the degree that those plants can, can move away from a biological process and move to a, a thermal process, that's all of, that's a 
elimination of methane going into into the into the environment. Um, and talk to me about your patterns. Um, what patterns do you have around this uh, innovative process? The, 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 we have patents in, in, in about, about seven or eight different countries. Uh, but talking about the U.S. patent, because that's, the, that's the, the, the most relevant to where we're starting out our business. What we've done is, is the patent is focused on the, the configuration of, of proven equipment and the operating points. Uh, you know, the temperatures we operate at, how we use heat exchangers to recover rather than waste energy. That, uh, that, that increases the amount of energy left at the end of our process that we can produce electricity with. Fantastic. And uh, who's part of the founding team, uh, uh, Steve? How did you guys uh, get together, and why does this problem matter to you as a collective so much? Well, so one of our one of our founders is is, is a business person who had a, who I, in my previous career as a real estate developer. I worked with him. He did my business insurance. My name is Richard Sherman, and he has uh, one of his former one of his clients offered him a provisional patent in lieu of in lieu of uh, payment. And Rich happened to come. He he called on me and said, "What does this look like? Is this is this worth anything?" And I I felt I felt it was. I reached out to. Uh, Attorneys at the, the same firm that does the intellectual property work for Apple, and, and also worked with a, a university professor here at UCI, and we confirmed that this was something new that hasn't been uh, patented before. So we set forth to do that. Uh, the primary, the initial funding of the project come from the, the Heinz family, as in Heinz, as in ketchup. Uh, Lisa Heinz is a is a great granddaughter. Of Henry Hines and her father uh, led the West Coast version of the Hines family. And Lisa uh, is our uh, primary uh, shareholder, uh, and she has she's long had a, a history on on the on the environment. And uh, so we all kind of, we all kind of came together around around those uh, those goals. I designed a wastewater treatment plant in the in the '90s for the city of Mission in in Mission Viejo which is where the water district is that we're ending up working with now. So it, we've all, we've, we've been able to keep it a pretty, pretty uh, workable family. Awesome stuff. And so Steve, what do you uh, need help with right now? How can the community uh, give you a helping hand uh, in this next fac- uh, phase of your growth? Recognizing the importance of infrastructure. You know, we, we hear in the infrastructure bill that, it's recently been passed how infrastructure in the United States is crumbling and needs to be replaced. An awful lot of wastewater treatment plants were built in the in the seven in the sixties and seventies, and they're coming to the end of their economic life now. And we want we the community should demand that that uh, these facilities that wastewater facilities be be more than be more than just uh, removing waste, but be resource recovery. Facilities. Another another interesting point is that is Bill Gates is, is well known as a, a very strong environmentalist. And he's doing a lot for vaccines and doing a lot for water treatment and the like. One of the things that he cites is what he calls the green premium, and, and it frustrates him, frustrates many people that 
renewable solutions, they can't really cost, they shouldn't really cost more than, than, than the business as usual. Uh, because of the simplicity of our system, the, the, by eliminating the biology, eliminating a lot of the equipment, we have, there is no, there is no premium for using our green tech, our technology. So we, we're very, it's very important for the, the world to see that it doesn't have to cost more to do things in a sustainable manner. So that's, part, that's part of the message that we need to get out there so that the venture community will embrace infrastructure as much as they embrace uh, SaaS and, and other uh, technologies. Yeah, what you're saying is what SpaceX is SpaceX rather is doing around rocket costs, right? So getting a payload into orbit, so reducing that cost, making that more sustainable, having rockets, you know, land so that they're reusable, brings that cost all the way down. And as a consequence, it's actually opening up a new modern day space race. That's uh, another reference to what you're saying, right, Steve? That's a good analogy. Yes, yes. But, you know, t- typically, uh, you know, what wastewater is separated in, in, into two two uh, categories. The water is 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 treated and disinfected, and it can it, in some communities, enlightened communities, will use that for landscape irrigation or even all the way to potable use. But uh, far too much of this water is dumped in the ocean or dumped in dumped in rivers. It's not it's just not not utilized. And sludge, the, the solids part, is it's even it's even more troublesome because uh, in California, you used to be able to put the these solids used to go into landfills, but landfills are organic materials being banned in landfills. So that means there needs to be another another place for that. And sadly, the solution is to haul it off to Arizona or haul it off to you know uh, you know rural portions of California and spread it on the ground. Well, none of that is necessary. We can eliminate the the methane, we can eliminate the pollution from the transportation, and we can create a res- we can tap into a resource that can that can help us uh, help us in a very healthy manner. Fantastic. And so, uh, Steve, let's uh, wrap this up. Why do you do what you do? Like, this has been a ten-year journey for you and your team. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, what gets you out of bed in the morning? <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes I try to stay in bed, but I can't. Uh, you know, the, the fact the fact that it's this is a an attainable goal. You know, we we conceptually it made sense. We've proven over the over the last ten years from a standpoint of looking at it from a from a technical point of view, from a equipment point of view, from third party validations and testing. This this can happen now, and it's gonna it'll it'll you know a year this time next year we will we will have our our facility will will have run so much that we'll have people. We think we think there'll be a line outside the door, uh, and and we think this is great. You know, we, our our approach is going to be imitated and and advanced and duplicated. It, this is such a large market. You know, with there's eight billion people in the, on this planet, and only only two billion of them have any kind of sanitation. So, uh, mm-hmm. more you know, we we can we can model how things should be done, and and that's a that's a that's a happy legacy. Yep, and I'm really excited to see what kind of a happy legacy you're going to leave behind. Um, and what you're doing is hard. 
uh, building any kind of startup is hard, but infrastructure is like a whole another level of hard. So, so congratulations on all your success uh, to date. Uh, we wish you all the very best in the future. Thank you for being on the show with me. Thank you, Matt. My pleasure. Appreciate the opportunity. Ever wanted to become a best-selling author? Well, I'm in the influence business and I work with business owners and CEOs and business leaders to help them scale their influence. And we do this as a team by helping you to become a best-selling author, sought-after speaker and industry influencer in only 30 days. My team and I have developed a system that delivers a best-selling book and a launch campaign 300% faster and 50% less cost than anyone else in North America. This system is incredibly efficient. One of my clients, Haiku, went from a 2% share of voice globally to an 11% share of voice globally in only seven days. If you'd like more information, head on over to showworksmedia.com for more. That is showworks with an X.com.